Hey, Tim. Hey, Nelson. <laughs> it feels weird looking in your we're, eyes. We're actually together. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a question for you. Okay. Have you watched Oppenheimer yet? Um, no, I have not. I've been trying to get to the IMAX. It's impossible. It's been sold out. It's impossible. You can't watch it on 70 millimeter IMAX. Yeah. Because every freaking show is sold out. I was yeah. checking every single day this week mm-hmm. from Monday through the next Sunday. Yeah. Every show sold out except for the first row. Except for the first row. Oh my gosh. So you looked at it through this Monday or this Sunday, the 6th. Yes. And then every showtime on 70 millimeter IMAX. Even look at this. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like this. It looks like they're not selling the first row. First, like Third. first show of the day, 1030 AM. Second show of the day, 230. There's a 730 and then another even 1030. The, even the 1030 at night. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. That one lets out at freaking 2 AM. Oh my gosh. That's insane. And they're all yeah, sold out. Yeah, because three hours, you got 130 plus about a 15 minutes of previews. Yeah. And then by the time you get um, home. Yeah. It's like you're home by 2, 2.15. So it seems like wow. Oppenheimer is chugging along. Doing real well. That would be stupid to put in. A, I, I would say this. The movie theater would be stupid. The company would be stupid to put in another movie in its place until it starts dying down because people are going to want to see it. And they promoted 70 millimeters so hard yeah. that they're going to want to. Um. They're going to want to do that. 70 millimeter. You know, it also kind of gives me a little bit of hope that there's other people like us. Tempe is doing it in 70 millimeter, but I think they're showing it. It's on a smaller screen. It's not on the. Oh, yeah. That's on their Cine. Cine Cine one. The Cine one. So it's on a big screen. The Cine Capri, which would be comparable, similar to like a modern IMAX, not like the. Right. Six story IMAX at at that we have at yeah you know the Arizona Mills. Arizona Mills yeah so yeah. yeah so I mean it's a large it's a it's an extra large screen it's not like the IMAX screen so yeah it's it's a it's close but I I just feel I feel encouraged that there's we're not the only ones <laughs> yeah I mean well it it seems to be playing. For a while, and it looks like Oppenheimer is going to be playing. Uh, we better we better reserve our seats for like um, August fourteenth. Oh my word! Look at that! What? Yeah, even the ten thirty and oh at night gosh. has a lot. I mean, there's still a good amount of seats, but all right. well, all we right. got to run it up all the right. flagpole and get this approved. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right, man. Cue that epic music. All right. This is the final take. I'm Tim, and with me is Nelson in person this time. Hey. And the only thing we love more than movies and TVs is talking about them. So if you love what you hear, like it, rate it, share it. Hook yeah. us up, man. Yeah. Spread the word. Share with your friends and family. Yeah. And your loved ones. That's it's, right. It's a it's a gift that we'll keep on giving. That's right. So it seems to be a pretty slow time considering the strike. It's the dog days of summer. I know. It's the the end of summer. 
Um, nothing else is coming out. I mean, it was pretty big, um, pretty big summer blockbuster uh, as far as releases go, well, but and not then as every- far as people coming back to the theater. And then everyone got out of the way of Barbenheimer because yeah. there's nothing stopping Barbenheimer. I mean, those two alone, like there's it's a juggernaut. It's most of those promotion for the entire summer was were those two films. They hit the entire demographic, right? You got your your eighteen to forty nine males, yeah, your eighteen to forty nine females, right, and their boyfriends and husbands that are dragged and their kids that's right that are dragged along with them for nostalgia. That's right. It like Barbenheimer can't be stopped. Well, I, you know, good for them. I know that that they're. Uh, they're doing well in the box office and stuff like that. And so, um, and man, that 70 millimeter, we better, yeah. we, we need to make some plans. Uh, clearly they're extending it from what it looks like. Which makes you wonder what Disney and Paramount were thinking, stacking Indiana Jones and then Mission Impossible in yeah. the weeks leading up to Barbenheimer. Yeah. When they, they should have clearly yeah. released later. Well, they also, you know, they, they, shouldn't considering that people aren't really going back to the theater and that's that's pretty apparent from how yeah, these films Indy are doing and mission i mean it's not like it's new they ip should have spread it like out. a risky new ip right with like an unknown star that they're going to roll out at the heart of the summer right like i i understand like you know those those prime post fourth of july weeks yeah but dang why would they still yeah, no, it was. They should have spread it out a little bit. Like Indiana Jones should have come out a little later, and yeah. and and you know, Mission Impossible should have stayed put. You know, and that way it would have been it would have been pretty spread out. Yeah. But but it's interesting because people just aren't going back. You know, they're looking at these films as being financial failures. But but hey, I read something interesting, and this is kind of going to lead into what we're talking about. Is that Disney Plus properties? Yeah, are um are kind of hurting other properties. So. Um, the Star Wars yeah. shows, which are largely a hit, except for Andor. Um, Andor's a hit. Andor sucked. Andor was so um, good. Please stop. Um, You're so, hurting my feelings. So, um, but they're they're actually pointing out the flaws in the Star Wars saga, right. you know, and they're right. really kind of ex- exploiting those inadvertently. Yeah. I would say. Well, it's because they're trying to fill gaps. Yeah. That were unintentionally yeah created yeah by george lucas yeah he didn't do his homework he didn't really go back and watch the movies or something like that (laughs) or have have a hire a team of people to say where did i go wrong (laughs) he should have hired some some hardcore star wars fans basically tear it apart right i will always go back to that video of him previewing Episode one. I think I went too far. I think we went too far. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, totally. But, and, and it's taken a Star Wars super fan like Dave Filoni. Yeah. To, right. To say, like, hey, maybe we should start filling in these gaps. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, there was another one that talked about the, the shows on Disney Plus for, the Marvel universe. Yeah. Clearly we can't call it the Marvel cinematic universe. Cause it's all on it's just, yeah. TV. Cause but it's half of its own. Well, it's watering down the cinematic part of it. So this is always the biggest fear for Disney is cannibalizing his own business. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially because how hard they had to lean into streaming during the pandemic. Yeah. Is they can, they conditioned their 
their customers to consume yeah all of their ip streaming that's and, and if they if they're patient and they wait long enough yeah they can they don't have to pay you know seventy dollars in in tickets to bring a family of four plus another like twenty or thirty dollars for popcorn and drinks for everybody right they can just do it at home yeah yeah, right? Totally. And we're in a day where everyone has a 4K, 8K, 65-inch TV with some sort of surround sound, you yeah. know, sound bar. And so the at-home experience is getting closer and closer to the in-theater experience. Right, right. And so, you know, that was always going to be a problem for them is when they release all this new stuff, whether it's TV or movies, mm-hmm. new release movies on Disney plus. Yeah. How much of the theater business is going to get cannibalized by that? Right. That's true. That's simply true. Cause now at this point they can, you know, they put out so much Marvel content on Disney plus mm-hmm. you, you don't necessarily need to go. Cause it's, you know, 89 day rule from what, from what it looks like. That was going to be back on. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't that's know. what they're sticking with as far as releasing those films out on, on, on Disney plus or on voodoo or whatever Amazon to buy or whatever. So you don't have to actually go to the movie theater unless you want a cinematic experience. But now half of the, the Marvel universe is now on TV. You know, most of it, when I think about it, like the big streaming giants, like Netflix. Yeah. They going back, you know, five, 10 years, they had like famous run-ins with the theaters Mm -hmm. of, you know, not, not premiering their movies in theaters or only doing it for short runs and like running, running astray of the, of the, uh, of the movie theaters. But like, they're still doing, having the same model of release Yeah, and the movie theater and the theater companies, whether they're, actually fine with it or not they're still allowing them to book limited engagements so mm-hmm. they can release their movies so yeah i mean if a juggernaut like disney decided like yeah forget the 89 day rule yeah it's gonna be whatever we want it to be mm-hmm. what what's amc gonna do right what what's regal or any of the other what are they gonna do yeah they're not gonna do anything <laughs> so it's not like they're making their own content that's true that's true. So sorry, I've blabbered. On. Well, that's okay. But speaking of which, let's talk about the latest M- MCU slash just MU <laughs> yeah, um, Marvel Universe, Marvel Universe uh, which is set in the present day with Nick Fury, who learns of a clandestine invasion of Earth by a faction of shape shifting scrolls. Fury returns to Earth to investigate with the help of Scroll Talos who has made a life for himself on earth. Um, what's your thoughts on this six episode opus? In short, it started with much promise and kind of petered out. I shouldn't say petered out. It kind of rushed to an end. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I, I'm I'm gonna agree with that because it, it 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 started. I think it started kind of slow. Um, the first episode could have been combined with the second episode. Oh, gosh. and and you and your dang runtime. You know the thing <laughs> is, is that like you don't want to sit there just like ah, 
okay, what's going on here? This is kind of nothing's happening because again, they're doing that trope where it's just, we're just introducing some characters. We're not moving any story along until the very end of the first episode. And so Uh I I have a problem with that. Start, jump in, start running. You know, you don't have to run, but within the first 15 minutes, start running. They could learn. They need to Tom Cruise it. They could, they could. (laughs) Just start sprinting. Just start sprinting. Just turn it into a foot race. That's right. They could learn a little bit when it comes to pacing. Yeah. From the Star Wars shows. Absolutely. Yeah. With the Star Wars shows done by Dave Filoni and. John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. Because they get right into it. Right, exactly. And a and a and a new character reveal or introduction is like immediate. Like right. mm-hmm. opening scene, introduce yeah. the character. Who are you again? You know. And then here comes a Mandalorian. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, we're moving so, we're moving forward. So the the Star Wars TV shows helmed by Dave Filoni and, yeah. and John Favreau have, have are have got that formula. A little down more refined, you know. A little bit. Yeah. And I, I just think uh, there's not a whole lot of refinement going on when it comes to the, the MCU shows, you know, it's uh, um, they do, they do tend to drag on a little bit and they should reconsider even, you know, cause they, they finish this whole series, but all these series before they even air. So they should reconsider. Like if they say you have eight episodes of something like, okay, we should probably cut this down to about six. I think they're still producing them as just, extra long movies that they're cutting up. They are. They are. But they could I, I don't think that they I don't think that they're actually producing them as you would a television production. Right. That's true. That's why they since they finish them all, that's why they can go back and say we're going to edit these and cut these these yeah. uh episodes up. But you know, because because of that, you know, because I don't need to see some type of 80s montage of Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> res- restoring a boat. And then high five and at the end to some eighties anthem, you know. I it's just like that's okay. like a classic eighties action movie visual. That's though. great. It it is a classic it's and a it was throwback. used well, but it was a little that was half the episode. All right. So um but Secret Invasion. Yes. Okay. Yes, I th- I thought so, it was So it was six episodes. Yeah. In some ways felt like not enough. Yeah. For me and others felt like too much. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, like I, I think <sighs> they either needed two more episodes or they needed to cut it down to a feature length movie, a two hour feature length movie. They cut, could, they could have. And, and, and I think they're trying to thread a needle and doing six episodes of like telling an extra long scroll story. Yeah. But again, like the last episode and a half felt really rushed it did and it it didn't have a lot of substance to it they just like we need to end this now yeah so so the last two episodes felt really rushed so like that's why i say it could have been another two episodes like it like if they would have paced the last if they would have paced that last episode and a half like they did Mm -hmm. the first four and a half episodes yeah it could have been seven or eight but they would have needed more story. They would needed more conflict and, well, and a little bit more on the obstacles type of. Because if you look at most of those early episodes, like episodes one through three, they're going to like one, maybe two locations. Yeah. Where the characters are because it's it's a globe. It's a globe trotting drama. Right. Right. Action drama. 
And so those first few episodes, they're in maybe one or two locales where they're mm-hmm. like in one place where they're investigating and it's like, oh, I got a clue. I know where we got to go. We got to go to this. We got to go to Russia. We got to yeah. go to, you know, Finland or wherever it is. And the last episode and a half, it's like jumping around like crazy. Yeah. It where is. it's like Nick Fury is like he's getting out of, he's on the run in one country and then he's landing in Finland and then he's meeting with so-and-so and then he, and all of a sudden he's in, he's in Russia or he's in, you mm-hmm. know, like it's too much jumping around yeah. too quickly. Right. It's like, the last season of Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. Where the first few episodes conditioned you to like, oh, this is more measured of we're doing a thing here. We find out, we find the MacGuffin or we find the clue that leads us to the next place and we're going to travel to the next place. Right. And that's next episode. Right. Whereas the last episode and a half of this was like everywhere. Garbage. It wasn't great. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't. And, and it for, wasn't the strongest for sure. And for this be, for this being um the Nick Fury swan song it just was quite a disappointment you know there's a part there's a scene in the finale where he's like doing the you know it's the Nick Fury's version of Batman suiting up yeah oh yeah right I'm just like and well that was an eye roll to me I'm just like I, that's uh. what I'm saying that's what I'm getting to is it was like uh this is the Nick Fury version of that where it's like he's opening up these compartments and it's like a in a mausoleum. It's a mausoleum. It's a mechanized it's a mechanized chamber that is only holding a single gun. Yeah. Or is only holding his jacket or is only holding his gloves. It's like, yo man, it's all like, of that could have fit in one. <laughs> you could have put that in a store you could have put that in a locker at the airport. <laughs> you know? And he spent like multi million dollars building this secure vault. And I'm sorry. In a mausoleum. We're not gonna be running <laughs> electricity God. to a tiny mausoleum in the middle of Finland, in the middle of a Finland cemetery. It's like one of the compartments was just holding his eye patch. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah. And, and part of me was like, Oh, well maybe like it's a special like HUD on the eye patch. No, but that doesn't make sense. Just an eye patch. It was over his bad eye. And it's like, what, what's the point in that? He's spending the entire time wearing glasses and now he's got his eye patch it's, back it's on. To, it's it's the transformation. It's the Batman of, cowl. Yeah, it's it's you know I'm putting on my my uniform and I'm getting down to business. It's time to go to work. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, that was that was definitely definitely cheesy. And I and as much as I love Olivia Coleman, she was pretty underutilized. She her scenes were the best. Oh, yes, underutilized. Like I could have used more Olivia Coleman. Uh, yeah, I would. But at the yeah. same time. The amount that we got her, yeah, makes me love the character that much more. Yeah, and she was definitely the highlight of. So she played the character's name is Sonia Fallsworth. She's she's like the British head of like MI five or yeah. MI six or whatever. MI six, yeah. And uh, so she's like a she's like the 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 UK version of Nick Fury, yeah. Right? Like she's the spy master, and her character is such a delight in the show. Oh, of course, a menacing delight. Yeah, like. Like she's she's so bubbly. Oh yeah. And yet like you feel like she's got a knife to your back, which Yeah. Or a gun does. to your back. Right. Which in the show, she did. Yeah. It's like the charm and then but then she'd you know, oh, she'd have an assassin sneaking. Yeah. Sneaking up on them and have a gun to their head. Right. 
yeah, she's definitely prepared and yeah. ready to kick butt, you know, and I just I just thought that um, Nick Fury wasn't, you know, she had a plan and he had to figure things out. Well, I, I was half expecting at multiple points for them to sneak in uh, like the Nick Fury version of uh, what's the name? Griggs, not Griggs. Mer- Wait, which one's Murtaugh and which one's Griggs in, in Lethal Weapon? Is- oh, uh, I think Murtaugh's um, the crazy one. Uh, the Mel Gibson's Murtaugh. Yeah. Right? Where he's like, I'm too Riggs. old for this. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was expecting Nick Fury to say that at least like five times. Right. I'm getting where, old for this. Where like he got knocked over and he's like having trouble getting up. Yeah. You know, I, I was waiting for that like comedic pause to be like i'm too old for this or you yeah, know right like okay so here i'm tired of these mother effing scrolls you yeah know? <laughs> I, here's my thing is that his wife who is a scroll spoiler alert but yeah spoiler alert we're gonna raise a spoiler well you know flag. what it's it's not really a spoiler alert because it's not any type of secret you know you you get to see it you yes when they it's reveal part it of a secret invasion well Okay, we'll disagree <laughs> on that one. But but the thing is, is that why in his backstory of why he was off of Earth for whatever reason, um, walking around barefoot on a spaceship, essentially, why didn't his wife go with him? Because I don't know. Because she yeah. wanted to be on Earth and he didn't invite her. Okay, Marvel. <laughs> Let's let's go through everything and have people ask some questions. Um, and you should probably fire your writers. It's more convenient. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I think asking some um, more probing questions about the, the storyline. Well, we know why serve. we know why he was in space. He was setting up Saber. Right. Which also leads into the Marvels. Right. And if there's going to be like a Maria Rambo show for a photon show. Yeah. It's going to be like about defending Earth from, yeah, whatever. From space. Okay. Even though Star Wars. Yeah. The Empire is coming. So, but, okay. um, besides Olivia Coleman, I-, I thought like Ben Mendelsohn's always so. I good. always, I like Ben Mendelsohn. He's, he's really great, except for in The Dark Knight Rises. I hated his character. Yeah. He was, he's, he was pretty smarmy. Um, and Amelia Clark was pretty good. She was okay. I would say she was okay. I mean, I thought, I thought that there, there wasn't enough to her character. She needed a little bit more. She was a little flip floppy. Yeah. She, well, she, she needed a little bit more motivation as to why she helped out her dad and, you know, just kind of, you know, I well, mean, cause it's her dad. I, I know, but at the same time, it's like, there's no motivation. Now she's over, she's, she's with the, the. Secret scrolls. Right. But, you know, we don't really know why. Right. And then now she's helping her dad out. All, we don't really know why. All I know is there's a part where I think Gaia, who's who is Amelia Clark's character, yeah. confronts Fury and says, like, all these years, right? Because it was like the mid nineties is when Captain Marvel takes place. Right. Where he promised to find them a planet. And like, right. You know, so we're we're thirty years later. Yeah. And 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 Gravik, who's the who's the villain of this, yeah. is is a scroll. And he's angry because 
Fury broke many promises and took advantage of the scrolls. Right. Right. And that's like a theme of like building your career, stepping on the shoulders of others to, to, to advance yourself, advance your career and your agenda. Right. And his, and his reasoning is it just wasn't impossible. It, It just wasn't possible. Right. And she's like, even for Nick Fury, he's like, yeah, even for me, dude, you built an entire fleet of hover carriers that that were going to police the earth and using AI to like eliminate threats before they became threats. And you can't find the scrolls like a little patch of a their own island. land. Yeah. Like here here's like here's like a here's like a desolate place that's kind of off the off the radar. I helped out I helped out this country. They're yeah. gonna give you this patch of land for your people. Right. You couldn't do that? But he can build like a whole They see this is where they should kind of stick to the source material a little bit more because they wanna make their stories their own. And the yeah. thing is is I get it when you're borrowing from the source material to create your own story right. is one thing. But when you kind of bar, when you're literally using a, a comic book to tell the same story, it's not, it just doesn't work. Just kind of stick to the major plot points yeah. and, and make it happen. Even, even Christopher Nolan with the whole Bane situation and the breaking back, breaking the back, you know, He's still trying to create his own stories, right. but he's still using these elements of plot points. It so, could have been a much, it yeah. should have been a much bigger moment in the movies. Yeah. Because there's a huge moment, moment in the comic books. Right. So real quick. Okay. Because I, I am running short. You got to go to see Indiana Jones. So, so <laughs> what's your take on the final fight scene? I thought it was completely stupid. <laughs> you got two people of equal strength and then. You know, fine. Out of all this fighting, she just drills a hole in him. No, I think they painted themselves into a corner. Yeah, right. Because the first time you see the sco- the super skull power yeah. is when Gravik, which Fury shoots Gravik in the face. Yeah, and he like heals. Oh, maybe that's not the first time. It was the um the knife. The, the knife. knife. Yeah. Yes. So they revealed that on some level he has the uh, what's that power called from Iron Man three? It's the um. Oh yeah, the yeah with um, that like healing power yeah, that where you glow. Yes, and if you think back to Iron Man three, that was flawed because at the end they had to like exp- like shoot out as hard or I don't even remember how they killed Killian the the yeah. the the villain guy, from yeah. from guy Pierce. Iron Man three because yeah. like no matter what they did right you know the the super soldier thing was like healing him yeah. What do they call it? The extremists. Yeah. Extremists. Right. Yeah. It would like heal him. Right. And they painted themselves in the corner because like Gravik is stabbed and shot in the face and Gaia gets shot in the chest and extremists heals them. Right. So how do you, how do you kill them? Right. How do two people of equal strength, you know, when, when you can just like Superman laser beam somebody in the eye. Yeah. And I was like, where did that come from? That that final fight scene was incredibly filled with flaws. Yeah. And it even that scene felt rushed. Yeah. And then like it did. you had 
Fury doing his his bat equipping, you know, yeah, getting into yeah. uniform. Right. And even his was just like, I'm going to stand in a hallway with a dart gun yeah. convincing the president not to nuke Russia. Right. Like, at, at what – in any reality. Yeah. Dropping bombs on Russia, is that is that ever an option? <laughs> it wasn't during the the height of the cold war right, in the 80s right. so yeah. like that's right uh yeah it just i just don't i think they i think they it, again the entire ending just they painted themselves into a corner that they couldn't get out of it was like an episode of lost don't don't <laughs> don't. don't you be smirch lost <sighs> okay I have my feelings. So yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's flawed to say the least. It was not yes. ready for prime time. It was a rough draft that they, they went final with. And, yeah. You know, and then the thing where their arms, it was only their arms that were, were like more, it was, it was just weird. Yeah. It was not unexplainable. So, all right. Well then I, I guess people know what our take is. What is your take? Um, my take was, it's like a really light stream, maybe stream it, but if you, when you want to see if it, it's skip, like, yeah, you don't have to rush to yeah. see it. Cause it's, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's plugging into the larger MCU because the larger MCU so is doing multiverse. Yeah. So like it's almost like a one shot where if you catch it, okay, it might be a skip for me. I'm gonna say it was a skip. Ah, it was a no! it was a straight skip. I just think that they 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 blew it. I think they blew it. Yeah, I think they you did. Know? So I, I really think and, and it sucks because you know Samuel L. Jackson deserved to to go out and in style. He did, you know, because he was, he was really the glue of the MCU, despite having small roles in all of these films, you know, he was the, he was the one that got them together. He was the one that, you know, pulled the strings. He was the one in charge, but at the end of the day, it just, it was a, it was a just a bad execution. So. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah, skip. Dang. Yeah. That's a first for yeah. the MCU. That's right. It's a skip. Well, that's a first for you in the MCU. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Well, you're right. Well, that is our final take. So if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, give us five stars, a glowing review so our podcast can reach more people. Thanks again to Tyler Hobbs of Space Ranger for the original music. Check out Space Ranger exclusively on Spotify. Check out his other band, The Hazels, everywhere else. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Final Take Pod. Email us, thefinaltakepod at gmail.com. And check out all our episodes on our website, thefinaltakepod.com. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>